Welcome back to the Bullhooker Podcast. I'm Moose Lundstrom. And I'm Adam Vokey. And today we're on location again, my man. We are. We are just boogieing around this county. We, we are. We landed in a really cool spot this time. Yeah, Brush Art Center here in Brush, Colorado, man. Uh, it's the old GT Farmers that's been remodeled and redone and made into an art studio. And today our guest is Robert Gifford. What's up, Rob? Hey, not much. The, the, the owner and King Poop Poop, as I said earlier. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that was five takes ago. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, you guys. I'm glad to have you. Yeah, this is awesome. We appreciate you guys doing it here. And we're going to have a little, uh, I'm going to have some video going the whole time of what it looks like in here to come check it out. Because if you haven't been down here, you should come down and check out all the stuff they'd done. We were talking about the remodel earlier, right. and you were talking about the stuff you had done to the place. Yeah, the, we were just talking about this mountainscape that I put on the walls here. I don't know if you, they can see it, but um, I thought it was going to be easy because there was a lot of water damage to the plaster, but not so. I literally had to chisel it off two inches at a time. It took me the entire month of August Is that <laughs> just to so get that off. Yeah. When did you buy this? It was in July. July. We closed in July. Yeah. That's good. So, so you're coming up on a year already. Getting close. That's right? awesome. Getting close. That's awesome. We had a soft opening on Halloween, you know, right. which was not much, but... And you got all kinds of plans, but you know what? We're going to get on into that a little later. Um, okay. We do it at the end. I don't want to step on one of your stories by accident, so oh, all right. Um, we're going to get into that later. But before we start, I'm going to tell you: if you're new to the Bullhucker Podcast, welcome. Uh, what we do here is we uh, bring on a guest, Mr. Rob Gifford, today. And what he's going to do is he's going to tell three stories about his life. Now, the kicker is only the two stories are true. One story is the Bullhucker; it's either a lie, a fib, or partially made up. Now, Rob, without going into a lot of detail to give it away. Is the story that's not true, is it a borrowed story, or is it partially made up or all the way made up? It's actually, it's a regular, it's one of my stories. It's actually true with a piece that's not. Okay, so it's partially made up. So those are a little tough. It's been been tweaked. It's been tweaked. <laughs> it's been tweaked. <laughs> it's, it's got a little fib at the end, but that's what we do. That's how we get down. That's how we roll. So... Um, if you uh, want to check out all our podcasts, if you like this, make sure you hit that little, there's a little red button on the right bottom hand side. That's the su- uh, subscribe button. Please hit that. It subscribes to YouTube. It's a little click for you, but a big click for us. Boom. Boom. Um, Densia sometimes does this podcast and I have to let her say it all or she scolds me. So what's up, Dens? Um, but it is a huge click for us, you know, and no matter what you're listening to, whether it be iTunes, uh, whatever, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, whatever platform you get your podcasts on, please subscribe, follow the podcast. Send us some love. We we really do appreciate it. You know, um, do you listen to podcasts, Rob? Well, I do, I do, and I, actually, I've been listening to you guys. No, well, thank pieces. you. Yeah, um, I don't have a whole lot of extra time, but uh, I'm filling it up. You're a busy man. What do you listen to them on? I actually right now on the what do you call it? iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's awesome, man. We really appreciate it because that's where my psychedelic relics is on. Is that what we were listening to earlier? Yeah, you have a great taste in music, my man. I, I love that. I like I like the old school. Uh, Although classic rock right. man, it makes me yeah. happy, so yeah, me too. But that's uh, it's, it's you know it's sad now. Classic rock is now the stuff I thought was like <laughs> from the nineties. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, you're laughing. Nirvana is on classic rock now. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, it's, it's crazy. But when Nirvana released their big album, "Smells Like Teen Spirit," that was thirty years ago, ninety mm-hmm. one. Well, it's sad when you realize you're old. It's it's, yeah. it's it's sad. I mean, it beats the alternative, Rob. Yeah, that's all of us. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I appreciate you guys coming, and please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And also yeah. come down here. We're going to talk a lot about this uh, shop and this this studio, so make sure you come down here and support this, man. At least come check it out. And before we get done uh, at the end, we're going to go ahead and talk about all the stuff you offer and what's okay. coming up and Sounds all that great. good stuff. Appreciate it. We got three stories. Adam, you want to read them off? Yeah, we got Spooked, Pork Rinds, and Million Dollar Toilet Paper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, well, man, I mean, uh, you know what? Welcome back. Why don't you pick one up? 
Oh, I'm going to go with pork rinds. Pork rinds. All right, we're going to go with pork rinds. So um, I thought I was doing these in order, so I'll have to think about this just a second. Um, I went to the military um, right at the tail end of Vietnam. I I put my, they called it uh, Mm pre-enlistment because I didn't want to get drafted into the Marines or somebody that was going to die right away. So I did a pre-enlistment with the Air Force as a medic. And um, then I tried to back out of it later because the draft stopped before I <laughs> ever got there. Right, right. But it was a little too late because, you know, you sign the thing and so off you go. <laughs> anyway, so I, I was a medic in the Air Force, and they taught us to do the, you know, paramedic thing, and for, which is in the Air Force, you know, nothing like it is in some of the other sure. situations. Much less hands-on, but right. you know, most of my tours were done in hospitals or emergency rooms. Okay. So that's, that's where I spent most of my time. And uh, this particular um, time that we're talking about, I was working in the emergency room down at Peterson Field, which is in Colorado Springs. And they have a flight line down there. And they, were, they train all the cadets from the Air Force Academy there. So they play, you know, they bring in the jets, they bring in the helicopters, they bring in all this stuff. And because it was the end of NOM, they were, bring, they were teaching people still to fly the helicopters, the little, uh, I can't remember what they are, the little Hueys, though. Okay. Uh, two people... Um, situations for training and uh, they call it contour flying they you know when you're in the jungle they would so you didn't get fired on too much they have you come right across the top of the trees and come down and you know so you, you try to <coughs> contour the topography whatever it is okay and then and it's very dangerous because when you put those um rotors in those quick angles like that they can throw them into a shimmy and if you get it into a shimmy and it starts to vibrate you're toast it, you know the helicopter blows up so anyway so they're bringing these we're down on the flight line in uh, peterson field and they have cadets and they're bringing them in and we had three or four successful um cadets come through and do the procedures and and then back off and go land and get another one and we're on the flight line in our um, ambulance in case something goes wrong so anyway so here comes the last one he comes up he screws up he hits his stick i don't know what he did because i wasn't in the cockpit but hit his stick somehow sends the thing into a shimmy so the instructor literally says bail out and he shoves the cadet out and then he jumps out the other side backwards both of them neither with you know they had flight gear but they were only like 60 feet off the ground they weren't very far up right and um so as as he as the instructor does his backflip out of there, the helicopter blew up, literally. Whoa. And the pilot, the trainee, came down literally in a ball of flames. He was just covered with fuel. So he came down like a torch. And the instructors went down and did a backflip, and he actually dislocated his hips and broke a leg, but that he was fine. Um, the cadet was not so much. He died three days later. Sure. Yeah. But at any rate, when we went to pick up that cadet, uh, because the fuel had been so hot, his eyebrows had melted, his flight suit had melted, and when we went to pick him up, his skin came off like pork rinds. Uh-huh. It was it was disgusting. And my wife told me I was supposed to say this, but my wife told me don't tell those stories. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that is that is the truth. And he's the one that passed away. Yeah, he passed away. Uh, you know what? Uh, this is a horrible thing to say, but that probably is for the best. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he you know he was in shock, so he you know he was out of it. He didn't. Right. He wasn't feeling any pain. But right. Uh, and we got him you know as comfortable as we could, but. Right. Yeah. Burns are was brutal. Horrible. There was a, when I worked at the uh, dryer plant here, they had a safety 
video. Maybe you guys had the same thing about a plant back in uh, it's Michigan somewhere. Mm-hmm. It was a fuel plant where they made fuel. And it was a guy who was had burns all over his body. Like, was it first degree is the worst? Or does it get higher? No, third third uh, degree would be yeah. the worst. Okay. Higher, yeah, it yeah he, it was, whatever, it was like third degree yeah. burns all over his body. Mm-hmm. And he lived. And he now he goes, to, I mean, he's disfigured, obviously. You right. Know, and and uh, he, he tells you uh, the story about what they do to bring you back. And, it, dude, they literally dip you in salt water at one point in time yep. to scrub it off. Yeah, and, they call yeah. it debreeding. Yep. But I'm telling you, when he... When he was saying that, dude, I mean, it, it, it works. Effective. Very effective, by the way, safety people. Because, man, you everybody was real careful after that. Because the, the way, when he says they dipped them in, in just screaming, and oh, man. Yep. It's, it's rough. You know, and people don't realize this, but when you get burned that bad over that much of your body, what, the biggest danger is hypothermia. You know, because your skin holds in oh, all the, sure. everything else. So, you know, you have no protection. And so sure. you, when you get them in the ambulance, you there's literally have little ovens in there that have saline that stays warm for those scenarios and you cover them with sheets and you keep that warm saline on them to keep their temperature oh, until man. they can get under into a fire unit yeah i can't imagine that on my episode 50 i i saw a guy in pueblo that blew up in a meth lab who was on fire running oh i heard that one yeah and when they tackled him you could see like where the skin had burned off him yep and he was an african-american mm-hmm. very dark skinned and just the pink and it did Yep. <laughs> I can imagine, like, all over the body. That's got to be. Oh, it's it's unbelievable. And the smell of burning flesh, you never forget. Oh, no, forget. I don't. No, my father told me that. He was, yeah. he was in Vietnam, so mm-hmm. he, yeah. yeah, it's not something there. Yeah, well, I've never s- been able to eat a pork rind since either. I bet. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to I, used to. I used to love them. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so, wow, that's a crazy story. I mean, that's, that's the stories that I, I, I say I like. I do. <laughs> Because that's an experience I'd never, ever, ever been right. around, you know, so it's interesting to, right. that's kind of, did, did anybody, like, get sick? Did it? What's that? Did anybody, like, get sick? Did anybody? Is that, oh, that's, no, uh, unfortunately, we'd all seen plenty that was, that was worse than that, so that was not that bad. But, uh, yeah. Not the first rodeo. No. Well, what do you think about that story, man? Like I said, it was, that's crazy. It's, well, when you were talking about it, you said something up there 60 feet up. I was like, they're not going to survive the fall. Yeah, because, well, that's that was a miracle of it. Is yeah, yeah that's crazy. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, we'll see. That's a crazy story, man. All right, that was pork rinds. <laughs> I don't know if the story more morbid. The, the title is more morbid, so that's good. Probably should have listened to my wife. That's right. Good. Well, I. Uh, you can see him. Oh, hey Eric, you might want to scoot over here in the video, but unless you want to, you start picking your nose or something, buddy. We're gonna all see it. So, okay. Um, I'll go back. So pork rinds, that was a great story. Um, I know which one I want to hear. You know how I roll. Yeah. So I'm going to pick the other one and say the one I want to hear for last. So I want to hear the million dollar toilet paper. I honestly thought that was the one you were going to want for last. Oh no. What's that? I mean, Spooked. Yeah, I mean, probably a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, I'm supposed to figure these out before they get started. Oh no. I, I love, I, we're going to do a Halloween special. So oh, yeah. if you have a Halloween story, please let me know. So, and it's not going to be like this. It's going to be a special, I decided, because dude's got three ghost, ghost stories, really. Right. So we're just going to have certain people come on. Like, I'm going to invite um, uh, Ms. Paxton. I guess she's got some stories. And then uh, uh, Rick Kruglian's got a story. So, oh, good. You know, if you have any more after this, uh, definitely have to come back and tell the Halloween special story. Right. So, But anyway, uh, million-dollar toilet paper. Million-dollar toilet paper. Okay, this one i got to uh, lay a little groundwork for. This is, I, this is probably... Um, 
mid 80s, late 80s, when uh, I worked with a man named Brian. I'm not going to say his last name because he's still out there. Okay. Um, and uh, he he does these uh, financial uh, instruments, you know, like international between countries and different things. They right. call them arbitrages and okay. different things. I mean, really bizarre not bizarre, but intricate, I guess would be the better word, financial dealings between countries and between millionaires and billionaires. Right. right. Anyway, um, I say all that only to say that he knew a lot of people with a lot of money. Right. And, uh, and it was very well connected. Um, the last um, commission he got before I quit working with him just for one deal, he made three hundred thousand dollars. Oh, is that just, it? Yeah, it was like that was it. I mean, it was like, I know it's like, that's all right. Small you know. side all right. Yeah. But I mean, it was just that's <laughs> but that's the kind of numbers we were talking about, and that was you know, that was one of probably two or three that month. Nice. I mean, he was out there. Anyway, I was kind of his uh, sidekick. But anyway, um, he met Doctor Mandotti, and Doctor Mandotti was the Mandotti family had been the ruling power in one of the African states for years. I mean, like 300 years. Wow. And they had been there and they had diamond mines. That's where they, that's where their money came from. And so he was doing all kinds of things investment wise. And so Brian had dealt with him in many different things. And he came across these two guys in Phoenix, Arizona that had this idea called love travel. Now you've all seen these RVs, you know, where the go vacations and stuff where you yeah. rent the RV and yeah, we'll see that. Huh. That was a, that wasn't it's a, like a one. You see, it says like one eight hundred go RV. Yeah, exactly. So you can rent an RV to travel. Exactly, and that that wasn't a thing. You know, people would rent their own RVs and stuff probably back then, but it, there wasn't a company doing it. And here, these guys, two guys, and they were brothers actually in Phoenix, and they got this idea and they bought. They had twelve RVs, different sizes, all different. You know, Winnebagos and little Toyotas and all. There was nothing, uh, not like now where they're all the same and you know, right, right. covered with the same ads and all that. But anyway, so they had um, those, and they had the idea, you know, and were really doing very, very well. I mean, just their very first year, they, like, tripled, and they were just, you know, they were on a bankroll. Okay. Anyway, so Brian saw that he wanted to buy the idea and buy the company from them. He didn't have the money, so he went to Dr. Mandati because they're friends. And Dr. Mandati gives him this $5 million letter of credit, okay, to buy Love Travel and to open up five other cities with the similar scenario. Wow. And I was going to be the district manager of the whole thing and get like a 10 or 12% of the whole company. Nice. You know, so I'm like, you know, I mean, there's more money than I ever had in my life. Right. And so anyway, so I, I <clears throat> go down the, into, it was Stapleton Airport at that point because DIA wasn't there yet. But I get on the airplane, I get, I have my briefcase, I got my $5 million certificate in there and I'm on top of the world, man. I'm sure I'm drinking the drinks and having a good time and very excited. And I get down to Sky Harbor, <clears throat> pardon me, which is the um, airport down in Phoenix. And I get off the plane and my, turn my pager on because you couldn't have, leave them on back in those days. Right. I turn it on and I get 911, 9-1-1, 9-1-1 and Brian's number. And so that, you know, call me right now. So I get on the first payphone that I could because that's what you did back then right, just get no, on a payphone and I called Brian and while I was in the air between Stapleton <clears throat> Airport and Sky Harbor in Phoenix the Mandati family suffered a coup they came in they they ousted them they seized all their assets they seized their bank accounts no <laughs> they seized everything so literally my five million dollar letter of credit 
was toilet paper. I mean, I might as well wipe my ass with it, you know. Oh man. And, yeah, and oh. talk about I might was talk about sick. I was sick, 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 sick. That sucks. Yeah, it was. I went to the bar, had several drinks, oh, rented a car, that. and drove home. I mean, because I didn't have, I couldn't <laughs> even couldn't afford the flight. Back. I, exactly. I mean, I didn't have money to go oh, wow. flight back. So. Oh, that sucks. I know it was. Yeah, from from high roller to low roller, all in like just a matter of seconds. Or <laughs> the butthole. That's what that yeah. is. That's anyway. So that's million dollar toilet paper. That sucks. That's uh, that's. I was watching. Do you remember? You got it. It was maybe two years ago. That poor lady. I say poor lady, who uh, had put that tweet out about AIDS and being white. Remember that? I don't. Flying to that. South America. Oh, there was such hate towards her. I mean, oh, really? If I brought up the, the news, I saw it was the year anniversary or whatever, how jokingly she wrote, uh, she's from South Africa, she was going home, okay. and she had written that, uh, head to South Africa, hope I don't get AIDS, ta ha ha, just kidding, I'm white. Or, you know, it, right? She wrote it, and she didn't have a lot of followers. While she was in the air, I mean, people got a hold of it, and people were calling for her head, so... That woman, I said, poor woman. I mean, you probably shouldn't have wrote that in the first place. Right. But by the time she landed in South Africa, they were there to escort her. Oh, I'll bet. So the company fired her. She worked for all this stuff. But, I mean, <laughs> she's in the air, has no clue what's happening. Exactly. Just, hey, well, that, and that was, that was me. Yeah. You know, now, you, I mean, you can have your phone and, your, you know, all kinds of things on, but it's right. not, not then. That's crazy. How the fight, so. And it's, it's crazy. We can get internet on the airlines now, can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. now. Now, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. not then. It, well, we didn't even have cell phones. I mean, well, you could get you could get car cell phones, you know, but they were like, well, you know, know, the size of a, yeah, yeah. yeah, cinder blocks. I mean, they were huge. I don't think we're all that far apart in age, <laughs> honestly, Rob. I right. think just some of that stuff you said we we remember. We're you know, yeah. So well, it's yeah, yeah. I'm I'm old, but you guys are not quite that old. Oh uh, well, we're not too far behind. So that's everything you said. I had a beeper too, Rob. I, oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> do you ever have a beeper, Adam? Just when I worked at Budweiser. That's right. We did have beepers yeah, back when first, then. When I first started, they gave us. It was pagers. That's yeah. right. We and no one ever used them. We just used our cell phones. Right. <laughs> so, right. Well, except Neil. He wouldn't use his cell phone because he'd be damned if he was going to give him back any money. So no. <laughs> <laughs> there's always one, right? What's up, Neil? Hope you're doing good, buddy. Uh, that's a good That's a good story. That's that's a tragic story. I hope that it's, one's not true. That's tragic. <laughs> but, I mean, that's, I mean, to have your hopes up like that and right. then just land and be like, oh, hey, by the way. I'd have tried to spend that five million. That's what I've done. Right? Yeah. <laughs> See, I got this. Yeah, I'll trade you for an Audi right now. <laughs> well, I was gonna say a Porsche. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy, yeah. man. All right, two down, my man. So far, so good. Last one's one I really want to hear. Let's hear Spa Spooked. Spooked. Yeah. Now, Spooked. This is this is probably the shortest of the bunch, but it was pretty hilarious, actually. <clears throat> I again, I'm a medic. This I'm now. We're back to 1970 or 1974 or somewhere in there right and i'm at wilford hall um as a medic again because they had like i told you they, they had trained us to go but they weren't deploying anymore to nom or anything so everybody was just in place holding places and right, right. so out of basic training i went right to well i went to train my uh, medic training and then i came right back to wilford hall which is in san antonio texas and i'm working on the <clears throat> pardon me the cancer ward and on ecology ward and also partly in the emergency room. And we had what they called death cart detail, DCD. And you would pull it like two or three times a month because we had more deaths than anyone in the, in the hospital. So whenever you were on DCD, anybody dies in the hospital, you're, it, it's on you. You've got to go, you know, you got, you got to tag the right great toe, right great thumb, uh, or left great thumb, and cover them and pack them. And, you know, bodies do 
really disgusting things when they die in. Of course. So rough stuff, really rough stuff. But anyway, so we I have this brand new recruit just just off the you know off the boat so to speak, sure. and he's from I can't remember now if it was Mississippi or. Uh, Arkansas or but one of those kind of southern right. hill kind of folks and right. very much that's stereotype you know right and his eyes when he found out we were on death card detail his eyes got about this big and I never seen no dead people before you know I mean he's right <laughs> very, I mean just terrified calm down Bruce Willis <laughs> <this, yeah>. right <laughs> <laughs> he was absolutely terrified and, and of course you know this you know I've been on the job not that long but I've already done probably two dozen you know of these things and so right. it's like right it's like eh, it's just another one now you know but anyway so we go in and we clean them up and we pack them and tag them and you wrap them in these sheets kind of like a mummy you know so that they're all nice and but so they they unfold a certain way for the corners because i have right. to get in there anyway and you get them on this these tables that roll you know they're just a hard table and then you take this um thing that goes over the top it's like a tent and you put over the top, so when you're rolling down the way, it looks like you got a lunch cart or something, but it's actually the body. In right, there. right. And so we've, we've got this thing, and we take it down to the morgue, which is down in the basement, and it's dark. It's like 2 or 3 in the morning. And, uh, you know, the lights are fair, but not great. You know, and there's freezers. There's lines of freezer doors. You guys have probably seen them on TV and, sure. you know, some of the shows. Right, right. And, you know, the, you open the freezer, and it's got rollers, and the tray comes out. Anyway, so we, we find the assigned um, drawer, and I'm <clears throat> sorry, I'm having trouble and uh, pull it out and when when you get on either side of the body you, you have to kind of roll the sheet up and you sort of lift and pull them onto the mm -hmm. the table so anyway so we we're doing this and as we go to lift the guy has a nervous reaction which i looked up and i still can't remember the name of but sometimes you have nerve nerve synapses that pop off after like, you've died like oh, you know, oh, pe oh, people yeah. sit up they open their mouth they'll raise their arm right. they, you know i mean different things happen right, right. you know just d deferred uh, movement right and here, so when we that's still correct when we go to lift him up like that this guy sits up and when he sits up air comes out of his lungs he goes <gasps> and he sits up right towards this, oh. this poor kid oh who turned around, who dropped, dropped the guy. The body falls off the side of the thing. I'm, right. I'm holding out of the thing. Right. Turns around, and it was about from here to there, smacked right into the cinder <laughs> wall, black wall. I mean, right face first. Bam! And literally knocked all his front teeth out. Oh, and, no. And I, I never saw him again, so I don't know what happened to him. But it was, and, and, I'm, and I'm standing there holding his body, falling off the thing, laughing my ass off. Because, I mean, it was, I mean, right. it was, I mean, it was terrible, it was, but it was, right, it was right. so funny. That's, uh, I've heard that from, uh, actually, I think Mr. Ayer was telling us that, that he'd been slapped before. I mean, sometimes the day you have, oh. yeah, they just, yep. their muscles oh. are, yeah. They tell you to, you know, pin the arms and things when you're doing those right. things, because especially if they have, you know, once rigor mortis sets in, it's it's a little different because that sure. sort of calms everything down. But when they're fresh, it's a I can, story. I could be a mortician because I'd have to explain over and over how Aunt May's got a black eye. I mean, because, <laughs> hey, Aunt May came at me. I had to hit the bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't moan at me, okay? You freak me out. I, you know, <laughs> I had a popper. <laughs> But she got me too, so she, she bitch slapped me first. I don't know what to tell you. you know? It was self defense. <laughs> I had to come at her ass. So. I've always wanted to know what happened to him, though. Oh. I never saw him again at all, so I don't know if they section date him. What what happened to him? Oh, the, yeah, your buddy. He's probably still running. He could be somewhere. He's, well, I mean, 
after I, I, I actually once I got once I got the guy back on the tray, I actually got him into a wheelchair, took him to the emergency room. But that was the last time I ever saw him. Really? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Now that's got to be tough. I mean, at least when you're a mortician, you know what you're heading into. Right. You know what kind of you right. know when you're yeah. just a guy. That's what you got. That's that's your job for today. Is that's a that's shit duty where I come from. Yeah. What do you think about that? That's insane. That. I would have been like that dude. I would have tried to check the hell out and run into oh, something. It would have been a fight or flight for sure, man. That's crazy. I don't know. Definitely. Man. I like it. It wasn't, it wasn't a ghost story, so I'm a little bummed out. But oh, sorry. No, you're, you're <laughs> fine. That's cool. I, I like ghost stories. That's my thing. So um, I, I, I said this over and over, but I watch the Travel Channel. I go to bed every night now because it's got all the haunted stuff. Oh, okay. And I just I dig it. And they, they have a haunted hospital. Have you guys watched that yet? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, about people telling stories about working like basically the graveyard shifts in hospitals. Hospitals and man, yeah. no, thank you, man. Yeah, no, it, it is creepy, right? Yeah. Especially when they have to go down to the morgue mm-hmm. at night, you know. And these people, you know, I believe that, man. You know, and why they don't have—I mean, you'd think they would have regular lights on at night in hospitals down in those kind of places, but right. they don't. You know, they're they're running on the you know power conservation or something so. well not quite like that not not that bad but you know i mean it's it's definitely not as lit up it is as right, it is during right. the day which is weird uh, no i couldn't i wouldn't deal with that well man i'd i no it'd be it'd be crazy it's but i mean so many people die in a hospital obviously so it would make only sense if something was haunted right, right. it'd be the hospital man that's yeah, just that creepy vibe yeah yeah, yeah no thanks it man. is creepy all right well, we got three pretty good stories out of yeah, those were some good ones. Short but sweet, but I like it, man. That's, right? that's, that's, that yeah, sorry they're not longer. Just, yeah, that's cool, though, man. That's that kind of throws a wrench into your thing of the but short story. I always look for detail in a short story, man. <laughs> so congratulations. That's that's good. So you, do you have one in mind? I do. Do you really? I do. Hmm. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't, man. I've been listening to it in uh, maybe a, a little bit of one. So I... Maybe so. What we do now, Rob, is we uh, we rock paper scissors, okay, to, to see who has to try and guess first. Now, Rob, All right. it's come to our attention that there's... I'm not going to guess because I know. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> you can guess third. Um, there's two different ways to rate rock paper scissors. We come to find out. Okay, there's some people that just do the boom boom and then then show, right? And then there's some people who go boom 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 then shoot. Ah, what do you do? Honestly, I never even thought about it. To be honest. I guess three pumper. Yeah. Okay. I'm a three pumper. He's a four pumper. Ah. I hate to say it, Rob, but we're not. We're in the minority there. <laughs> oh, really? We're, yeah. We're ah. not, yeah. It's mostly the older people. I, I'm coming to find out are the the three pumpers. Huh. Yeah. Like yeah. Generation. Yeah. Just boom, boom, boom. We, we were more decisive in our day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I am the youngest one on the table. So. Yeah. We, we are. <laughs> We were busy as, as children, so we got, we got time for that extra pump shit, okay? Just, um, so, but yeah, we, we we realized that we were doing it on two different pumps probably 30 episodes into yeah, it. Probably. Like, so, all right, you ready? Yep. <laughs> you know what? I haven't beat you in a while. You've been on a pretty good streak, dude. No. I beat you once in 2022. Really? I have lost everything. Rock, paper, scissors, guessing the bullhucker. I have... Horrible. I'm like I, uh, the 72 dolphins over here. <laughs> the reverse. Or the reverse of the 72 dolphins. You're, you're yeah. the uh, I'm like the team lions. lions. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> defeated season. Yeah. Poor bastards. Do you watch football at all, Rob? Oh, yeah. Some, but not 
enough to know anybody other than the Broncos, unfortunately. And I only watch them if they're good. Buddy, that's all you need to know is the Broncos. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and they are going to be good this year. This year's guys. Is, is this so. awesome or what? I know. Yeah, I'm so excited to see what's going Who on. else might come to Denver? Who's that? The old honey badger. I don't know who that is. Uh, my, uh, Mathis from the Kansas City Chiefs. That oh, bad really? Ass oh, no okay. kidding. Yeah. Oh, I did see something about them trying to get him or yeah, yeah. talking to him or something. Did right. you see the thing where uh, he just brought a bunch of the receivers out to his private place where uh, – what's his name? Mahomes. No, 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 no. Um, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Thank you. I guess I guess he has like a NFL – Standard stadium right off his property. Why, why wouldn't you? I, I know, and he brought up, he brought four of the uh, receivers in from the Broncos, and they had some kind of four day clinic already. Good, you know, it's like wants to win. This then. is good. Yeah, he wants to win. He's got a team around him, so that's good. You got the guy from Dallas, that Gregory. Yeah, they, yeah I was crushed because I'm a Cowboys fan. Ah, uh, so when I saw that Gregory left, I was like, oh. And then I found out he came here, and I was like, oh, <laughs> that makes it worse. <laughs> Double uh. Double uh. All right, Mr. Voki. Well, you got to guess first, my man. We have three stories. We have pork rinds, million-dollar toilet paper, and spooked. Now, you said you have one in mind. I do. And I'm going to go with million-dollar toilet paper. Okay. And just for the simple fact of you said it was a true story, but part of it was changed. Mm-hmm. So I'm, gonna, I'm saying that one because I don't think the dollar amount on the certificate is correct. I think ah. you bumped that up a little bit ah, okay. for the story. That's why I'm going with that one. Try to big big dick us, huh? You're trying. Okay. Because I mean, why would why isn't it five million dollar toilet paper instead of just a million dollar toilet paper? Because there's five sheets to a toilet paper. Right? <laughs> I, I'm trying to defend you, Rob. I'm trying. I've never seen five ply toilet paper. I, uh, yeah, okay. You know That's what? Funny. I'm I'm almost ready to pick that one too. It's weird. We don't do a lot of that same. Um and the reason I'm kinda aiming towards that one. Uh, although we don't know you very much, Rob, you know this is kind of right. you're kind of a new guy to both of us. So you and I've talked a little bit. Yeah, Chicken Rob and I'm Moose. That's how exactly. we know each other. That's right. <laughs> so, um, that's right. Chicken. He wanted chicken backyard chickens. That's that right. Rob was yeah. Anybody chain. watching, please support backyard chickens. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's the backyard chicken guy. So um, that, but so that one, that story is set apart from the other two. The other two had very similar. Vibes right. that kind of met your personality, as I know you so far. You, you right. know what I mean. So I'm, I'm tempted to pick that one, but man, it's between that one or the pork rinds. Because I mean, a dude jumps out of a helicopter. At that, you know what I mean? That's people survive farther falls, but but you know what? As much as I hate to say this, we're gonna double up on you, Rob. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna go million dollar toilet paper. So you wanna flip that bad boy around? See what we got. Ready? I'm ready. Dun 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 dun. Pork rinds is not right. And I'll tell you the truth. It was completely true, except for one thing. That pilot blew into about forty thousand pieces when he jumped out. Yeah, he did. He did not make it to the ground. So none of them. Neither one of them survived. Yeah, we spent like three days picking up pieces. Yeah, I laughed. I should have laughed. That's know, but that's, that's it, it is terrible. But and that's why my wife's don't tell those stories. You spent three days picking up pork rinds, basically. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, and that's, fragments. That's yeah. too bad. Do you try, this is a horribly stupid question, but my mind goes here. Do you have to put them together? Kind of? Well, that that I don't. You know, that's goes into a whole different forensic scenario. Our job was just to find the pieces, as much as possible. The, uh, and, the recovery part and, of it. Yeah. To try because uh, I wonder if you... Fight the coyotes for the sure. pieces of bone and That's what, what I mean. Yeah. Like, to try and find all their yeah. remains. That's that's tough. Yeah. God bless those guys. That, that's horrible. 
But pork rinds is true then. It is totally true. Yeah, that's absolutely. horrible. Yeah. That's that's no yeah, pork rinds is false. No, pork no false. well, pork it, it's yeah. I mean, it's a true story, but it was yeah. the he the guy didn't survive. Sure, but spooked, was, spooked is true. Spooked is totally true. And what was the guy's first name? I don't know. I oh. can't remember his name. I just. I, he, I don't want to say it on here. He was a southern guy. And okay. Like I said, he, his eyes are bad. We'll call him Teeth. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never seen no. I never seen no dead body before. I ain't gonna. I mean, he was beside himself. He wasn't into it, man. Oh, uh, well, and I wrapped him almost entirely myself. I I had to convince him to help me lift him up onto the right. tray to start off with, and then when that happened, right, which was another reason why it's so funny to me. But that's crazy. It wasn't funny to him. And million dollar toilet paper is a true story. It is completely true, and which sucks. Yeah, that does suck. <laughs> yeah. The reason the reason it was five uh, mil was because we were going to do uh, the that five we were going to do cities. Vegas the next right. month, and then L A. and uh, entering. So we see. I remember you saying five different yeah locations, and and that was so that was just you know we had to buy the RVs. They were going to buy all new. They were going to buy all the same. You know, so we had, you know, they had a bunch of paperwork done. And it was going to be, I think it was almost $3 million just in RVs and facilities. And the rest of it was advertising and different things. But, I mean, you have a much bigger art studio right now. (laughs) Well, no kidding. (laughs) Well, those are great stories. I'd be sitting on an island somewhere. (laughs) Right, right. But before we go, I want to hear a little bit more about how this uh, this art center became uh, an art center in the Brush Art Center in Brush, Colorado. Well, you know, what, what we did when we came up here, uh, my wife is a mental health therapist, so we have art art here in the front. We've got the gallery. In the middle, we have the healing art, so we have, well, we will have eventually three therapists back there. And then there's a commercial kitchen in the back back, which so we'll have the culinary art. So mm-hmm. culinary arts, healing arts, art art. So it was, the whole idea was to have a mixed-use art center where, you know, people could have uh, mental health breaks all the way around, you know, something where people could have fun, come do something, be creative, and uh, also get healed if they needed it along the way. And and, uh, just, I've been an artist my whole life, so just something, I don't know, am I hitting something? Yeah, I think so, that's right. Um, Mental health is big nowadays. It It, is. It's a a growing problem in every city, you know, is... You know, the city council is something we, we talk about quite a bit, you know, and, uh, uh, and even like the uh, most, some, like the Fort Collins Police Department, they're, they're starting to add uh, therapists to, their, to their, their staff, you know, to go with the police officers because uh, their thought process is uh, we don't train cops to deal with that. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone right. is having a mental breakdown or, you know, is mentally ill, our officer is not trained to, to right. you know, and even in small towns, we have iPads for the cops now, I guess we're, looking into it so there's a therapist there to try and figure out because if not what do you do with them you take them to the hospital or jail and then nothing good comes. yeah that's not the answer for either yeah or that either one of those isn't the answer for what they need yeah and unfortunately when mental health you know people you know they want a quick cure but it if something's off in your brain it it often takes a very long and it's like turning titanic you know it takes a long time to come back around you know it can be done but yeah you got to build those neural pathways in your brain and have a new way of thinking so that's cool though i mean i'm glad we have it here in town thank you guys for showing what made you decide on brush well several things actually i we had a farm in simla which when as a kid i think i told you that before but and it's so i i've always loved the rural areas and we were just we were looking for something we could afford for one thing you know and uh, didn't want to be house poor or get you know too far in debt for a building either right and there's a huge need out here right um it's also for therapists it's also quite 
uh, it's much easier, at least it's not easy, but it's much easier to get paneled with different insurances and things. Mm-hmm. And so it, it just all, all things coming together between the need and the possibility sure. just sort of dovetailed. And, we picked this corner for you to be on. If you're watching this on YouTube, there's a corner we picked of this for a specific reason. Because behind you, you first of all, before I get to that, you, you showcase a lot of artists in town. I do. I do. We've got um, almost 17 people in here now. Um, I think we do have 17 in here, actually, between jewelry makers and of course. Uh, potters and different things. And how, how does someone... How, do, do you want to talk about how that works? How, how if sure. I'm an artist, yeah. If I... yeah, and I always put these things out occasionally, calling all artists. You know, right. um, what we do is we have them bring their work in, and we look at it, and you know, some things are not appropriate, you know, sure. for our, our um, scenario, course. but um, have to be ready to hang. We work on a seventy thirty split with the artists, so if anything sells, the gallery gets thirty percent to keep the doors open. Sure, they get seventy, and. Um, Basically, that's it. And I'm trying right now just to showcase, as I was telling you, uh, Colorado artists and local artists, preferably. And most of these folks are from just within, you know, 20 minutes of here. Of course. That's just nice. I think that's such a great thing you're doing. I mean, and, but to get back to my original point, the reason we picked this corner is because behind us is your artwork. Yes. Yeah, this uh, the actually, the, talking about my farm in Simla, or my dad's farm in Simla, the cow in the pond right there, uh-huh. he took that picture it was black and white with an old browning camera they kind of used to look hanging right. around the neck and look down there right and he cut the cows off the dam behind them and my mom always thought that's a terrible picture but i always loved it because yeah. it was like you know i was like where's the cows out right there you know you just can't see them a browning camera yeah and uh-huh. uh so anyway that's that's a, my recreation of that picture and that's uh other things the indians in the back i worked with the crow indians doing some fl- philanthropy type stuff up there and uh so i got to go with a lot of their powwows and stuff and so that's where some of those things came from that's very cool and, uh, i um uh, the browning camera if you go to the brush museum here in the park mm-hmm. have you been in there yet i haven't actually i i need to but i haven't they have a huge vintage camera collection you would, you oh, would very nice. much enjoy them they yeah. have brownies they have i mean they have old old school stuff man it was it was kind of neat. We had uh, Kevin Strauss running for uh, the county clerk mm. and recorder, and so we made a little video for Kevin, kind of describing what that job does for him. But anyway, it's the first time I've been in there since a child. Shame on you, Larry. Um, <laughs> but it was cool. It's cool to see some of Brush's heritage. They actually have a piano in there from the Molly Brown house. Oh, really? Her, wow. her personal piano is oh, in there. Yeah, it's really neat. So, that's a trip. Um, yeah, the unsinkable Molly Brown. But anyway, I, I love this. I love what you've done here. It's so it's it's, it's a very modern-looking place. And how ironic that you plaster, take off, try to take off the plaster, but then you end up making it like the mountains. I think that's cool, man. Thanks. Uh, I mean, that's... I, I, it's, it's a yeah, wall sculpture. A, when, I, when I walked in, that was one of the first things I noticed. Oh, yeah. There's like a ton of stuff in there with that. Just the way it, the, the contrast between the plaster and the brick and the shape, and I mean, it really. That's very cool. It really catches you. When did you, you when did you get the uh, art bug, man? The art bug. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, I had my sisters had mononucleosis. They were both older than I was. Okay. And I caught it, and I got it worse than everybody. And they stuck me in a room. And, and I don't know why, but they wanted the lights off and all kinds, all kinds of things. I was a sick puppy. And I was in there. What is mononucleosis? They call it the kissing disease. It's some kind of weird, some sort of, you know. Attaboy, kind of sort Rob. Of, yeah. Boy. Well, I'm like six, you know. Or something. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. or seven. I mean, it's just a little right. kid. But at any rate, um, it was right after that, my mom made my dad buy her a dishwasher so she could sanitize the dishes because we mm-hmm. everybody in the house ended up getting it. Very long story short, I was miserable and I 
That's what I did is I doodled the whole time because didn't I mean, we didn't have TVs in our room or even right. I didn't even have a radio, you know. Right. So it was like it was just draw or do nothing. So that's pretty much what I did. <laughs> go and, and I realized, it, well, I mean, I didn't realize it, but later people would say, oh, "That's really good." This is, you know. Yeah. And I, I mean, I really didn't even realize that it was there, but that's just cool. always kind of came natural. That's very cool, man. Very cool. You have some stuff coming up. Um, we do. Tomorrow's the 27th. You actually have a paint and sip. You're doing a lot of paint and sips. Yeah. Um, the, not this 27th, but the 27th of next month. April. Yes. Yeah, April. April. Yeah. Right. This, this drops on the 26th of April. So. Oh, well, that's right. Tomorrow. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is tomorrow, but it's already sold out. Yeah. Um, but they can kind of keep in touch with you, yes. too, in case yeah. they're there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hashtag Brush Art Center or brushartcenter.com okay. or on the web so we got and when you're looking at this on, under the description of this podcast whether it be on youtube or whatever uh podcast you uh whatever the description will have a link oh great. to the brush Thank art you. center uh, as long as the bullhucker as well as the bullhucker.com and if you go to the bullhucker.com and go under there's a tab that says as seen on the bullhucker we'll have a link to your store or oh, to your shop on there so Bless you can just heart. check Thank it you. out either way so come That's check great. this out um it's sold out on the 27th but you said there's, a, there's um, a bunny one there's coming a up. bunny one coming up and you'll have to i I just looked and I can't remember what the date was, but okay. it's it's uh, sometime in the third week, I believe, of April. But if you go to our Facebook page, it'll be on there. Too sweet. Okay, that's that's awesome. We'll have to actually, you know, I'm gonna have to give it a try one of these times. So you should. Did you want to give pricing on it? Yeah, it's thirty bucks, which okay. uh, you get two glasses of wine, beer, or non-alcoholic beverage. You get the sixteen by twenty inch canvas, which is big for these kind of classes right all your supplies two hours or two and a half hours generally of artistic encouragement and direction right we, we really do try to help people and um probably a little more hands-on than some places and then you get to take it home and have a beautiful piece of that's cool artwork. so nice night out for 30 bucks it's hard to beat i've actually seen a few uh a few of them around town matt had one actually uh, yeah <laughs> At <laughs> uh, the meeting, Loranda, uh, the city clerk, actually has her leprechaun hanging in her oh, nice, office. Yeah, but she's part Irish, so I think that's why the <laughs> leprechaun made made the cut. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah, Rob, anything else you want right to talk there. about? No, gentlemen, I really appreciate the opportunity to be on here. Like I told you, you're welcome anytime if you need a place to shoot. We might very well take you up on Please, that. Everybody, come on down. We're uh, we're jumping around. Uh, we were at the Sands for a long time, as I was telling you earlier. Um, that's an, that's might be sold. That might you know we're not sure the future of the Sands. It'll be a good future. We hope you know. Yes, I, I think that the, the right so. people are working on it and making sure it's going to turn out okay. Um, but uh, when we were in there, it was like 28 degrees toward the last yeah. podcast. So it was we, a little chilly. we got to figure something else out. So we, we've, we've been going on location. We've been hanging out everywhere else, and it's been awesome. We've got to do stuff and hang out and do stuff, see these kind of stores, and see what's happening in Morgan County and beyond. Yeah. So I do have an old letter of credit I could give them. Of the $5 million? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could try it, Rob. <laughs> we can try it. There, there's still those steady rate. Yeah. Did you did you keep it by the way? No, I didn't. I actually I had to send all that back, all the articles, the you know, it was all a certified bundle that was going to the bank. Right. You know. I never it I never even actually had the package open. It was all you uh, know, I had to deliver it to the loan officers as a you know, it was a one of those deals. That'd be kind of a cool keepsake. Yes, it would. Yeah, it would be. I mean it it sucks to happen. Right. But it's kinda of cool to frame a five million dollar bond that's you know Yeah. I saw it before it went in there, you know, and it yeah. was it was a you know, it was a you know, it's it's weird because it's it's like a it's a promissory note. It's right. you know, I mean they basically are just promising to give Backing you the money. It. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it isn't like you know, it isn't like a certificate or gold 
anything. It was just a couple of signatures, that's, some verbiage, and a seal. That's super cool, man. Yeah. Well, well, I do want to say one thing. You yeah. said something about being in the Air Force. I want to say thank you for your service. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I've been sitting here staring at that Semper Fi, Semper Fi yeah, wood flag. That's yeah, we've got amazing. That's Tom Robinson. He does those flags for us, and it's worth coming in even just to see those. He does a really yeah. good job. That's very cool. It's behind the. I can't see it. It's yes. all. It's behind the uh, the lighting. So, that's very yeah. cool. Very cool. How, what what does that piece go for? That one is four hundred and something. Four fifty. I looked it, at it before it, okay. we started. Yeah, it's so. all. It's uh, there's a wave in the wood, you right. know, so it looks like the wind's blowing on the flag, and he does all that stuff by hand, and he's a he's a disabled vet, and he that's how he helps support himself, and he does a really beautiful job. Money well spent. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah, I do absolutely. One of a kind. Thank you for your service. That is. Thank thank you for dropping the other veterans on the ground too. That's yeah. Uh, <laughs> it scare you once you drop them. So anyway, thank you so much, Rob, for coming on. It's absolutely. been so much fun. I'm Moose Lundstrom. I'm Adam Bokey. I'm Rob Giffen. Check you next time. Peace.